0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Centers for Ambassadors video. And I am Elder Octavian Fulton here along with
1: Elder Crystal Fulton.
0: And today we wanted to talk about, well, take the time to talk about order in relationships. Uh, There's so many different relationships we could have, uh, whether it's you have a father, your father, your mother. um, You were just uh, the typical friend with someone else whether you brother or sister, husband, wife, all those different things, all those different relationships have different priorities in our lives. And today we wanted to talk about how you actually uh, prioritize those priorities, the orders they should be in, in the type of uh, relationships you have with these individuals. Um, I can remember growing up, one of the things that I always thought was, you know, your mom comes before every single woman in the world. You know, nobody ever take your mom's place mm-hmm. and that's something you know definitely once I came to this ministry I had to get rid of so you ever had any ideologies like that
1: um one of them is children, children. Um, yeah how a lot of people put their children before their spouse or um make them that much important just make them really important and mm-hmm. them before yeah you had um, that a spouses.
0: lot you know my baby come first my baby come mm-hmm. first. But uh, <laughs> so uh we actually want to get into it and start this we don't want to take too much of you guys time so let's go ahead and get into this share our screen
1: so order in relationship family and friends
0: okay so we'll start off with this uh, we must obtain wisdom to effectively show um the correct order in these relationships so you must know how the father feels about each one of these relationships how he sees each one of these relationships and from there we can understand the order um, that we place these different relationships and how we prioritize these relationships so do you want to read some of our scriptures to show like how elohim sure. talks about it differently
1: okay so and marcus also called mark and the second like it is this You
0: shall love your neighbor as yourself. All right, so we see right here with a neighbor. Now, a neighbor is someone that you're in good standings with. You know, um, I can remember uh, growing up, you thought your friend, co-worker, brother, sister, everybody was just under the neighbor umbrella. Mm -hmm. When that's not necessarily the case. Uh, The scripture gives separation between a brother and a neighbor. So a neighbor is just someone that you're in good standing with. Uh, It could be just the random person you see at the grocery store, uh, your actual neighbor, (laughs) you know, um, people like that. So, you know, your neighbor isn't necessarily what you say, like, is a brother or sister, physical brother and sister, or um, an actual brother sister in the Messiah. So that's what a neighbor actually is. So for the everyday person that you're not an enemy with or anything like that, you're supposed to love them as you love yourself. So... Uh, I guess I could read the second one. Marcus, uh, Marcos 12 uh, and 30, it says, And you shall love Yahweh Elohim with all your heart and with all your being and with all your mind and with all your strength. So we see right here, it gives a a distinction of how you love Elohim differently from uh, everyone else. You know, he's first of all. You know, it's no else in scripture that is telling you to love, and uh, love means to reveal the Father. It's spelled um, in the Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word ahab, and it's spelled olive high bet. Mm -hmm. Olive bet is the root word in ahab, and it means father. The high means to reveal. So it basically means to reveal the father. So the father wants you to reveal him in all your heart, with all your being, with all your mind, with all your strength. Mm -hmm. So basically, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you walk, all that has to be a revelation of Elohim. And he wants you to love him, show him himself in all these different areas of your life. So he has to be first to do that because you have to know him uh, above everyone else.
1: That was powerful what you had said, like the way we think, the way we talk, we, the way we walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it just reminded me of kingdom culture, like, yeah. us reflecting that whole culture of the kingdom mm-hmm. and um the way we carry ourselves, our character, everything, um, just loving him, um, with all our being, like you said. So that
0: was really powerful to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's an everyday journey. Um, it's something that we'll, we'll keep learning and keeping, um, learning how to transform our way of thinking to make sure that we love him with all our heart and all our mind it's a, it's an everyday process. So it's, it's nothing that you can say, Oh, I got it all together now. You know, it's, <laughs> and it's Father's not like that. And
1: always revealing, you know, he's always revealing those areas where we can reflect him more.
0: Mm-hmm. So you want to read the matthew Yahoo verse?
1: Okay. So in Matthew-Yahu 18, 15 through 17, it says, and if your brother sins against you, go and convict him between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word might be established. And if he refuses to hear them say it to the assembly, and if he refuses even to hear the assembly, let him be to you like the nations and a tax collector."
0: So we see here with a brother now here when it talks about brother and a lot of times when scripture talks about brother, mm-hmm. it's talking about somebody who's actually born again, somebody who is actually a part of the kingdom government your government along with you. And you know this because he's saying if he refuses to hear them, take him to the assembly. So if he's just some everyday, you know, random guy that you know or some random friend like who's not a part of your assembly who doesn't even care about being born again, why would you take him to an assembly to some people that he probably don't even know, right. don't even respect, don't have any type of relationship mm-hmm. with. You know, he's, I mean, with a brother, somebody who's up under the same kingdom system as you, they value uh, you know, pleasing Elohim. Right. So when you take them to your your shepherd and you know, whatever elder or whoever you take them to, there's somebody who there's somebody who's willing to submit to that. So you don't do that with a regular neighbor. So you see there's a difference there right there. So, um, and if, what is this, FEM, Ephesians 5 and 25, it says, husbands, love your wives as Messiah also did love the assembly and gave himself for it. So we see here's another distinction of a way that, um, how two people relate. The father is giving a different way that they should love one another that you don't hear him saying in any other type of relationship. So, um. And our last statement, there's an order with love. So, and we'll see this, you know, obviously from these things we're seeing, like, there's a different way to love. There's a different way that we relate. And we have to know these things to make sure that we are appropriately revealing the father. You know, you don't want it to be a situation where, you know, like a lot of men feel like they get married. Mm -hmm. You know, I could still hang out with my boys just as much as I was doing. I mean, you, you married me and I was like that but then next next thing you know is issues in the marriage mm-hmm. and you know they're sitting there confused like why is it like that well, it was because you're not prioritizing the relationships mm-hmm. and that's something that we all have to learn you know women too i'm sure you know y'all girls night outs and stuff like that you know i don't know nothing about that i don't be i don't be there but uh <laughs> you know so um you got anything to add if not we can um move. yeah
1: one of the things you had mentioned um you know, it's my, that's my friend, that's my brother, a lot of people will say, you know, well, I knew them first, mm-hmm. you know, I, especially if it's like a childhood friend or somebody that you grew up with, you know, for all your, all your life, um, it's easy to just be like, oh, well, you know, I knew them first, and they were here first, mm-hmm. but like you said, there is an order in which um, we do things.
0: Yeah, you have to, I mean, you're not in company with your friends, you know, <laughs> so, you know, you, you stepped into a whole new covenant, right. you know, so that, that's something that has to be honored. And the father tells us that all throughout the scripture and we'll see that. So, um, so next we actually want to break down the Hebrew word for family. So let's define family. So family in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word, Mishpaka, okay. you know, spelled mem Shin, Pei, Hit, high. So, um, I think it's more than 90% of the Hebrew words have root words in them. And, you know, this word family is one of those ones. So the Hebrew, uh, the root word in family is actually anointing. So, anointing, we know, means to basically be empowered for a specific purpose, you know. Um, so, you know, you've been endowed with the ability to do something particular. So, um, anointing and then pay. Is, uh the word that's in the middle of anointing. It's the strong word, to speak a strong word, to proclaim boldly, you know, uh, to speak the strong word of the father. Mm-hmm. So when you put family together, it's the father's spoken anointing. So in Barrage Sheet 1 and 28, that's really the first spoken anointing that the father was uh, given to mankind of how they should relate to one another, uh, the family. Mm-hmm. The family was the first family, the first function that was created amongst um, humans, men and women. I mean, of course, you have the relationship that you're supposed to have with the father that was established, but here within the earth, you know how two people are supposed to relate. The family was the first one, so that's why anointing is in there. And we see here in Bereishit Genesis one and twenty-eight. Do um, you want to read that?
1: Be fruitful and increase and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fishes of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over all creeping creatures on the earth.
0: So we see right here that the father is actually endowed them with the ability to do this, Mm -hmm. to be fruitful and to increase. So to be fruitful is to basically keep, when you look up the Hebrew word for fruitful, it basically means to spread his name, you know, basically to glorify his name all throughout the earth. So you're to take his name and then everything you do it's it's supposed to be a reflection of him in the earth so that's why we're supposed to that's what we get to take the earth and make it just like heaven once you break it down into hebrew you actually see it um i wish i would have had that hebrew word there but i don't have it right now and to increase is to basically keep having children so that they can keep doing the same thing to spread throughout the earth and make the earth just like heaven um so we've been endowed with everything that we need to do that Right, You know, and the father spoke it in us and proclaimed it, that that was our purpose and that what we're supposed to do. And we have dominion over uh, everything that we have. He's given us the power to do all this. Mm -hmm. So that's that was the first anointing that the father had did within the earth among mankind. So it's very, very important that we have family structure. Here we go. We're going to go off on the tangent. It's very, very important to have family structure, because a lot of times when you see a lot of problems in society and stuff like that, you could trace it back to the family. Right. You know, all the immorality and things that we're seeing in the earth. A lot of times, when people say they have their own problems and they're dealing with their own issues up in age, a lot of times it could be traced back to what happened to them when they were growing up. Right. What happened? What, what was their family dynamic like? Exactly. You know, where was the mother? Where was the father? Right. Things like that. So, um, majority of the problems that we have in society, you could trace it back to the family. So it's very, very important that we learn how we should relate as a husband and wife to make sure that we're the best we can be to make sure that we can raise um, great kids and that they go off and be productive members of society and they keep that same process going. So, yeah.
1: And those nations, nations are created.
0: All right, so our next slide since we define family, we'll get into, um, some of the relationships that we actually have in the earth, mm-hmm. give some scriptures about how the scripture says we should relate to one another in these friendships, and then get some bullet points on, you know, things that like, you know, people might think it's harsh truth, but I mean, you know, truth is truth. you know, <laughs> there's no such thing as harsh truth, it's just how you take it. Yeah. So, um, friends, so we'll start off talking about friends, So do you want to, Read so, initially
1: translated Proverbs eighteen twenty four, it says, "A man of many friends might come to ruin, but there is a loving one who sticks closer than a brother."
0: So, this word "loving one" in other translations, it actually says "friends." Again, so, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So, we have we have uh, it's letting us know right here that actual friends they can actually dictate like if you allow them to um a lot of your future that's why i say you you know you got to watch the company you keep you know the old folks used to always say and we have another scripture um of that down here but you want to make sure that the fringe that you have that actually good influences because friends can be influences Mm -hmm. you know so um that's one way friends relate we're supposed to be individuals that want the better for each other so we can influence each other to do positive and things like that um so you don't want any you know horrible friends bad influential friends you know mama used to say that all the time Mm -hmm. so um all right our next scripture Mishle, proverbs 27 through 17 says iron is sharpened by iron and a man sharpens the face of his friend so we hear this all the time you know your friend's supposed to make you better right you know there are people who's supposed to help you become empowered along the way Mm -hmm. there are people who don't allow you to do wrong and just let you keep doing wrong They'll tell you, like, hey, this is not supposed to go like this. This shouldn't go like that. You shouldn't do it like this. Hey, man, you know, down the road, if you keep doing that, it's going to end up like this. You know, friends, you know, what they say, uh, you know, bad friends don't, Uh, you know, what is it? They don't something in your wrong. They don't, I forgot it already, but uh, they basically don't support you when you're wrong. Okay. There we go. So <laughs> I was making it seem like it was some deep, deep word, but uh.
1: So you say bad friends don't support you in your wrong, or good, good friends? friends
0: don't support you in your wrong. Yeah. So you can read the um uh, seventeen and seventeen verse.
1: Uh-huh. It's Mishley also translated proverbs seventeen and seventeen. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born
0: from adversity. So what we see here is it's saying that a friend is uh somebody who shows love all the time. We know love is to reveal the father. Mm -hmm. so if you don't have a friend that's revealing the father to you all the time then you ain't got a friend you know
1: that goes back to what you were saying about having a friend who corrects you when you're wrong because Mm -hmm. the father always corrects us when i when we're wrong he's you know always trying to lead us um back into being in right standing with him so being that friend reflecting the father is being that friend that will Correct you when you're wrong. I I think a, a friend of me is someone who just lets you <laughs> do all kinds of stuff and don't say anything. That's not a friend at all. It's a friend
0: of me. Yeah, friend of me. <laughs> yeah, don't talk about them in the scriptures. They're enemy or friend, <laughs> right. one or the other. Um. So, Corinthians for which is First Corinthians 15 and 33, and this goes with the first scripture that we were saying that friends can influence you. it's like, do not be led astray. Evil company corrupts good habits. So, you know, another scripture says you don't want to hang around angry people a lot because you'll, you'll be somebody that eventually turns angry. yourself. so friends are people that can influence you and you want to hang around good influence. That's why parents like, you know, be so hard on like your friends, you need to stay away from him. You need to stay away from her because they'll influence you, you know, and really being a friend is one of the foundational things that we need to learn that'll help us in marriage because your, your husband and your wife is supposed to be your best friend and we'll right. really get to that. So, you know, and then another thing about friends, our pastor says this all the time, but, you know, you, you value friendship so much, you don't let, you know, stuff come in between it. True good friends, friends that do stuff like this, you don't allow simple stuff to come in between right. that and stuff like that. So, um, So some of the bullet points that we have here is friends don't come before your family. We we noticed when we went to bear sheet one in twenty six mm-hmm. before the you know in the beginning there was man there was woman they had a marriage they were supposed to know how to relate to each other in marriage have kids and keep this process going right. see and the things that Elohim does first you gotta prioritize those first you know so like um, when there was husband and wife it even said you know, we're gonna see this in the scripture that. Uh, you uh, leave your mother and your father, and you cling to your wife. Right. You know, so it's letting you know that this is what, like the the marriage is one of the most important things because, like we said before, like foundationally, this has to be sound for everything else to go correct. Mm. You know, so um, friends don't come before family. That includes spouses. We just talked about your husband, your children, because they're people that you. Your children are the ones that you. We gonna get to that siblings you know mm. there are people who uh you know be who will be mad at the choose their friends over their brothers and sisters and stuff like that and that's just backwards our pastor also talks about that a lot like how are you claiming that your friends with somebody who hate your mom who hates your yeah. your brother and all that other stuff you know in that scripture up there that we just talked about it says you know a friend is one who, who will stick closer than a brother so that lets you know a brother is most likely supposed to be closer than your mm. friend you know so um friends are those who show love to one another and help grow one another with the iron sharpens iron and then friends are not those that lead you astray or cause negative impacts in your life so no frenemies you know and we and i'm sure we all know people who just really tolerate certain people in their lives because they're just like hey we've been friends for so long you know well, hey, there was friend, they, they was this with me when nobody else was. Right. But I mean, you have to, you really have to go off what people are doing, like how stuff is going right now. Like, you know, we, we can't hold on to the past like when your future is like when your present is being damaged like that. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to friends, you really have to like check those things. So, so from friends, we'll go to children. And let's see what the scripture uh, talks about with children.
1: So I'll read it. DeVarham Deuteronomy eleven eighteen 18 through 19, it says, and you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your being and shall bind them as a sign in your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes and they shall teach, and, I'm sorry, and you shall teach them to your children Speaking of them, when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lay down and when you rise up, so at all times.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see your kids every day, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so when it goes to um, our first point, it is the parents' job to show love to their children by teaching them the ways of Elohim and being living examples of them. You know, they say this all the time. Kids are like sponges. Yes, they're they just are. waiting to absorb anything they see. They repeat everything that they do. So it's important when they're that empty vessel that we as parents be uh, living, you know, sacrifices. that are basically willing to pour into these kids the things that they need to be the seed that Elohim wants them to be. You know, so that's why it's so many things that could go wrong uh, in a, in a child's childhood because they're just so they're so bad. They're so vulnerable. Right. You know, just, you know, anything that can happen or anything that they can learn, they're receptive to it. And then like a lot of times if you give kids pain and stuff like that, at the end of the day, kids don't have the no Holy Spirit in them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you do certain things to your kids, you hurt them, you abuse them and stuff like that. A lot of times that's going neg- to negatively affect them because they're going to handle it the way the flesh would happen you know? So um, our next point is children are also who we should spend a lot of our time with to make sure that they are groomed consistently in the righteous seed, you know, just just like your, uh, your husband or the, your wife, your kids are the ones that you spend most of your time around. Mm-hmm. I mean, your family is who you should spend most of your time around. Our pastor talks a lot about like, you know, even when he was out working, his family was around, you know, if he's going to the store, his family was around. He wasn't really dropping off his kids a lot of places and stuff like that because it's important because I mean out here in the world like it's influences everywhere we yeah. was just driving around with our kids and somebody's blasting you know certain music that if it gets into your kids right. you don't want them to hear it right. so it's just all t- the work I mean the devil has it now the way, everywhere you go it's gonna be some type of influence yeah. that's trying to get you to do something yeah. so that's why it's important that we have our kids around us at all times so that we can make sure that we're guarding them and what's going in at all times. Yeah. So.
1: Right before you mentioned influence, I was thinking about that. Like we need to be such a greater influence on them than mm-hmm. the world. And the world, like you said, is a huge influence or can be a huge influence in our children's lives. But we have to make sure that we're influencing them and leading them in the right way so that when they are when they are influenced by the world they are able to see the wrong in it they are able to see hey you know this isn't how you know things are supposed to go mm-hmm. and how it's so important for us to reveal the father
0: mm-hmm. to
1: our children and um yeah so
0: yeah and that, and from from all that you're saying and everything that we we're, we're seeing here with the responsibility that we have on us when it comes to our children uh, cuz you know we have children like you can't you can't be a friend the responsibility the responsibility that's on you as a parent is totally different from what the relationship that you and a friend is supposed to have like a friend is not supposed to be your father or your mother i mean they can sharpen iron and stuff like that but it's not your friend's main responsibility to make sure that you are learning the word the father's gonna look at us when we get to the uh to the white throne judgment and be like you had a child you was the one that was responsible for him and making sure not the friend not his not his cousin and all that stuff you were the one responsible in that position so what did you do did you do it correct that's why you know you can't be a friend you don't have time to be a friend you know it's
1: like you said the father he doesn't blur those lines because it's hard like it would be hard to try to correct your child if you're leaning on being that friend to them like Mm. let's say you're a mom and you decide hey i'm gonna you know go out and to the club with my my um daughter too Mm -hmm. and then turn around and then try to yeah (laughs) and you turn around and you try to teach them something it's like well wait a minute you were just in the club with me how can you Mm -hmm. so it's hard like you're not supposed to blur those lines and malachi translated as malachi Two fifteen, it says, and did he not make one? And he had the remnant of the spirit. And what is the one alone? He seeks a seed of Elohim. So you shall guard your spirit, and let none act treacherous, treacherously against the wife of his
0: youth. So we see here that he's saying he he wants. Uh, seed of Elohim or some translations say godly seed so um we have to make sure that as parents you know this is what you're this is what you're doing is for your kids so so next we have parents so um Shemot Exodus 20 and 12 says respect your fathers. you know a lot of translators say honor
1: mm-hmm.
0: your father and your mother so that your days are prolonged upon the soil which Elohim which Yahweh your Elohim is giving you so um, we must honor and respect our parents for the position they hold within our lives. I mean, me and you were speaking about this earlier. There's, I mean, the, the position that your parents hold in your life, nobody else can have it. Like, they literally birth you. <laughs> like, like, nobody else can say that. Like, that, that's one of the things that parents have that, you know, is just like Elohim, being able to, to bring forth life. So from the position that they have, you have to honor that. You know, even if you have a parent that's just out here a nut, acting crazy, running the streets, don't have the best relationship with you, you have to honor that position of who they are. Without them, you wouldn't be here, right. you know? So a lot of times we have to get our emotions out of that. And that, that's something that I dealt with, you know, when it came to my parents, you know, just being upset and holding stuff, holding grudges. But at the end of the day, like, and that's your mom and your dad. Right like you only get one right. of each you right. can have plenty of friends right. you ain't supposed to have a lot of wives y'all ain't gonna catch me with that but <laughs> <laughs> you can have plenty of children but you only go have one mother and one father right. so um
1: so does respect i wanted to ask you this so does respecting your father and mother mean um that you follow them
0: no i mean because they could at the end of like i said I, one thing we said before the first thing is revealing Elohim and everything that you do so if they're teaching you the wrong thing I mean I'm no I don't accept that because then you'd be disobeying Elohim and what you gonna say because my mom told me to do it it's like no, nah, I told you I'm first mm. you know like I'm I'm your I'm your all so yeah um parents do not come before your spouse so you know that, that's for the old me right there you know when I was saying my mom it's before everybody like that's that's not true the scripture itself is literally saying you leave them and cling to your wife you know um and parents aren't your friends so we we discussed this before yeah. that they have a role and responsibility in your life you know so your parents aren't your friends they're not supposed to be your friends y'all y'all not on the same level it's just the the the, the type of um let me what's the word i want to use I just use relationship again. It's our relationship y'all have, like we said before, like nobody else can have that with y'all. So you have to respect who they are, you know, that position that they have in your life. Before we have marriage, our last one, uh, Beresheet Genesis 2, 23 through 24 says, In the rib which Jehovah Elohim had taken from the man he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. This one is called woman because she was taken out of man. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So this is, again, a situation that we're seeing that you don't see in any other dynamic. That's another word of any other relationship. The two becoming one flesh, Mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, uh, a wife, a daughter, she never leaves from up under a father, but a father has to leave his mother and father so he can become his own leader. So in our points, it says, after Elohim, of course, your spouse comes first, not your children. So a lot of people believe your children come first and stuff like that. Right. That's not the case. You and your wife have to, have to be, I don't want to say a stick as <laughs> You and your wife have, have to be on point uh, in your relationship to make sure that you can effectively um, raise your kids. And then on top of that, when your kids get older, they leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and your wife's still there. So okay. what you going to do? Or oh, your husband's still there, so you go look at them and just be like, Yeah. Th- like they didn't put up with not being first for all those years. Mm-hmm. And then they just supposed to, yeah. you know.
1: And and that's what happens a lot of times with um what they call empty nesters when the kids leave mm-hmm. and then the the wife and the husband are just kind of strangers because they haven't really dealt with each other and they both kind of grew into these people that they didn't even pay attention to. And so all of a sudden the relationship's not working. So they end up getting divorced or separated and um, things like that happen. And it's so important, you know, as husbands and wives that we do build um, on top of, you know, being married um, and just being, being your friend, you know?
0: Yeah. And also, you know, uh, that goes into our our next point. They are your best friend and the one who gets most of your time. So from the friend aspect that we learned, you're, you're, like everybody says they have. I always believe you only had one best friend, but people be like, I got five, but your best friend is supposed to be your spouse. So I hope people still don't believe you can have five if the spouse is supposed to be the one. So, um, and the one that gets most of your time, you know, so you're supposed to make sure that above else, this covenant that you have with this other person is the one that you cultivate the most mm-hmm. so that y'all can raise your kids so that y'all can go and be, you know, uh, witnesses to people amongst the world that you can re- reveal Elohim to all the different people that you'll come across and people will see that unity and they'll see the father within that yeah. of how marriage is supposed to be.
1: One thing that, um, came to me, um, when you were talking is, um, and our marriage is ministry. And that, you know, like how you said, like, so people can see that and, you know, we're constantly trying to grow into reflecting the father to mm-hmm. each other, you know, uh, we have to cultivate that first. But um, yeah, so that's what came to my mind when you were talking is, you know, yeah, it's, I mean?
0: an, it's an everyday thing. I mean, you know, anybody who tell you they know it all, they they just, they just basically telling you they don't know it all you know they just straight up lying like oh you elohim that's basically what you're saying himself in the flesh walking around you yeshua himself so uh but yes that's our teaching that's that was our last slide so um we hope you guys enjoy we hope you actually pull something from it um you know this teaching was something that we're just happy to do you know they say good teachers tell you uh, stuff that you already know. So even for the people who should be like, uh, well, I already know all this. Well, I mean, you you know, we just doing our job. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed it. We appreciated you all and shalom.
1: Shalom.